Hello, everyone. Hi, everyone. It's all the feels. (laughs) (laughs) We haven't recorded in months. I know. Here we are. We're back. Um, It's just Dory and Mel this time. Say hi, Mel. Hi, this is Mel. (laughs) (laughs) Co-host of All the Feels with Dory and Erica. Erica was not able to make it today. And as you can tell, we're a little rusty. We haven't done this in nine months. We're already talking over each other. We can barely introduce ourselves, but there is one person who could bring us back from hiatus and he is here with us. And we are so excited to welcome our good friend, Antonio Cayon back to the podcast. Everybody. Thanks for having me. You Thanks. literally brought us out of retirement. Yes. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you are kicking off the season for us. And that's very yes. exciting. We are very excited to talk to you about your new movie that's airing this weekend, Sunday the 10th, on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, The Vows We Keep. Mm-hmm. And it's your second starring role on a Hallmark movie, right? A team. Yes. And it's very exciting. Yes. So we are very excited. You're our, I would say our favorite Hallmark actor. Well, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Even though it's my second, it it like weirdly feels like my first, even though it's the second, because the first was evergreen and it's amazing and super Mm -hmm. exciting. But Mm -hmm. this one, this one just doesn't, evergreen was part of such a long sort of like tradition and trajectory with so many other storylines and whatnots um, that we've like, it felt to me, like this really exciting installation piece. Whereas this one just, there's nothing before it. Right. It's just ours. So it's yeah, this one's all yours, which is yeah. very exciting. They finally dropped a promo for us today. Yeah. Perfect timing. Um, so yeah, we're super excited and we're so happy for you. Like yeah. it must've been so exciting to book this. Were you expecting it? Was it a surprise? Yeah, how'd, it, how'd it come about? Uh, it was a surprise. It, it it came about in the way most things happen in my life, which is Murphy's Law. When two things could conflict, they always do. And so <laughs> we had just um, we had just welcomed our second son uh, in April, and up until April, I had been not not auditioning at all uh, and not answering the phone. I was just like, you know what, this is gonna be some me time, some family time. And then May rolled around and we kind of felt like we should, we should still lay low. And then June, the phone rang and we thought, okay, well, we're shooting in Vancouver. It can't be that bad. We have a two month old at this point. I'll be home at nights. So I'll be home on the weekend. Um, so the offer came through and my wife and I were extremely excited about it. Had no information other than this was real life and this was happening, <laughs> which, which is obviously what we've been working towards. Um, and so I, I say we, because uh, every audition that I do, she's the voice in the background and she's the person up at 11, 12, one in the morning shooting it with me. And that's the only time we can with the kids. But um, yeah, booked it and then found out that I was shooting out of town for three weeks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and so this amazing opportunity also became this extreme juggling act uh, yeah. for, for myself, for my wife, for our in-laws, for all our entire you know support network, trying to figure out how to how to make it through three weeks with a a newborn at home and a three-year-old and, you know, me being away. So 
That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it was a, it was challenging and exciting. You know, we we both loved it, and and also it uh, it definitely um, uh, pushed us, challenged us a bit. Yeah. So where was the location? Where where did you get to shoot? We were shooting up in Harrison, um, Harrison uh, in BC. I'm terrible with geography, so I can't actually tell you where it is. But it's all right. If, to us, Canada is just Canada. Perfect. That's, <laughs> <Yeah>. that's, that's <laughs> strange. That's how I feel about all geography. Yeah, yeah. I was saying this to my wife last night. I can I can vividly recall sitting in my friend Dan, Daniel's room at 13 years old, looking at his map while he talked through like cities and countries and states. And I just thought, I'm never going to need this. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> just tell me where to be and I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's, there's, no, there's no situation in life where I can really think, boy, I wish I was fluent in geography. (laughs) And and it extends to this day. I don't know where anything is. I'm pretty terrible. But, um, but Harrison is the home of Harrison Hot Springs, um, which is, Mm -hmm. which is kind of how most BC residents would know it. It's like a real um, getaway. Uh, There's, there, there are like, I think two hot springs up there, but one really notable one and this beautiful lake. And then a ton of like resort homes and hotels and stuff all in a little strip. So it's a, it's like a, a getaway town. Mm, sounds beautiful. It looked gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I saw the pictures um, that you were posting and Fiona was posting. And then you got to take me through on Instagram live yeah. a little bit to look at set. And it looked beautiful. It was an un- unbelievable place to be, you know, like talk about serene. Yeah. Um, and uh, Jesse, the DP who is, magic also had access to a drone uh, and so you'll see some really stunning like drone photography uh, that kind of takes you up over the, the lake and the inn and the mountains it's, it's amazing that's awesome uh, the, the place is incredibly picturesque it's funny I found out two things once we got up there one obviously Hallmark has shot up there before um, and I think right before we were there uh, wedding march whatever the oh, last no. one was 22 whatever <laughs> 1 million yeah <laughs> they, they had just been up there um and yeah so it's a it's a spot that that hallmark has has kind of established before but also being somewhere does so much work for you uh for for you as a production team and as a as a the dp and cinematographer and actor like there's just there's so much in where you are uh, and so, you know, you, you all get up there and you're like, okay, this is like summer camp, but we get to make a movie. How exciting. I know. I was going to ask if it felt like camp a little, cause it looked like camp a little bit, mm-hmm. everyone kind of there and hunkering down for a few weeks. It looked yeah. like, and it was in the summer, right? Is that when you filmed? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It was like June, I think. Yeah. So you kind yeah, of got to live the adult camp experience. <laughs> yeah. And not only was it like an adult camp experience, but the the place that we were staying was the hot spring so assuming that everybody played their cards right and we got out on time every night you could get up to an hour in the hot spring that's so nice every night yeah which like forget you know for for the actors who cares that's cool but the real like excitement is uh, like the crews work so hard Mm-hmm. They work so hard and turnarounds are so tight. Um, hopefully that's changing. Um, but you know, like it's a, it's a pretty, it's a pretty hard, uh, job and like really exciting. And so the idea that you can finish, be back at your hotel within like 
15 minutes, again, if you play your cards right, there's a lot to do. Mm-hmm. And some departments have much more to do than others, but within reason. And then like sprint down and dive into a, a hot tub for however long until they kick you out. That's amazing. Yeah. I'd like that right now. Sounds great. Yeah. I would take that every day. <laughs> so what drew you to the story? And and what is the uh, what is the movie... I mean, we've seen the the promo now many times. Um, it was mm-hmm. airing a lot when I was watching yeah. uh, one summer, I believe it was the movie I was watching, but it was every every commercial break they brought it up, and you just have a lot of smoldering looks. <laughs> That's all Jesse. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Jesse Jesse shoots me nicely. <laughs> yeah, it looks great. Um, but I gather it is about a wedding that has gone awry. Yeah. And you are assisting the lead actress Fiona Gubelman, right? Yeah. Um, in yeah. attempting to maybe find an alternative for her sister's wedding. I mean, that's my what I'm gathering from. That's pretty much it. Yeah. yeah. That, that is, there, there's kind of like three storylines that are happening all at the same time. Yeah. And I would say central to it, in fact, is the in as a character. So the 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 place that we all um, connect to even though it's not an actual physical character in that regard, really is um, is the centerpiece of the story. It's a place that uh, we all have some kind of emotional connection to and that um, perhaps in some way we've made unwitting promises to, right? Like this place is a place that we will love and protect and blah, 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 all that sort of good stuff. Um, and so when, when the future of the inn is in question, it kind of destabilizes everybody uh, mm-hmm. and, and dominoes fall, right? So you have uh, the woman who runs the inn, who's played by Lynn Thorson, uh, and, and her kind of like connection to her family and the family history and the, the inn and what that represents and what letting it go could be and what hanging on to it could mean. And, and she's wrestling with that. And then you have Fiona's character who is an event planner and is a wedding planner, but, but also is emotionally attached to uh, the location because of her own parents. And then in modern times, because of her sister. And then beyond that, you know, she kind of has her own dream of what the place might be for herself, even if she, she hasn't really grappled with it. And then, uh, and then you have my character who, who grew up on the grounds. He, he, his father was connected to um, the management, the, or the, the operations of the place. Uh, and so it's, it's something that he has always known. It's always been a, like a safe haven for lack of a better word. Uh, and so as, as everyone is destabilized, he kind of swoops in to say, like, I can help, uh, put me to work. Let me, let me help figure this out. And then kind of, you know, <laughs> gets his hands in everything and, 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 and has his own journey as a result of that. Um, and obviously his journey has a lot to do with Fiona. Ooh, sounds juicy. <laughs> Dramatic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just what we like in these movies. One of the things that was exciting, you said what drew me to it. When I first read it, it, this is a weird thing, but I've read, uh, I've I've read a reasonable number of Hallmark scripts and gotten to be in them and see how people work with the material and what the material offers up front and what the conversation is between the material and the director, for example, the producers or et cetera, et cetera. On paper, when I first read the script, I thought it's not scripted that these two fall for each other. 
it, it, not not in the way that I've I've seen it. Like typically, mm-hmm. you have like a very clear meat cute where the coffee spills and they catch mm-hmm. a look, or where right. the the car breaks down and it's like Michael from high school. You know, like like, like where where it's the, the establishing moment is so obvious mm-hmm. that that yeah. you're like, oh, okay, I get it. And and it's not that this doesn't have a similar um, uh, establishing moment, but because the in is central to what's happening, it feels as though everyone actually has a thing to do. Mm-hmm. And then, and then life happens around the need to, to take care of yourself um, or to fix things for each other or, or, or to fix things for other people. So with life kind of happening, it, there's something about it that feels uh, for me, at least when I first read it, it felt a little bit more honest. It felt a little bit more in line with like how we navigate each other in real time. You know, like there's so much that goes unsaid. And then when you do say something, sometimes it's clunky or sometimes, right. sometimes you, 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 you don't miss the moment. You skip the moment because you, you don't even know that you're in the moment until hindsight or, you know, right. so that, that, that really excited me about it when I first read it. I thought that was interesting. I just had, I hadn't seen it before. And I thought like, wow, okay, how are we going to do this? Oh, that definitely sounds different and interesting. Like something that I am intrigued by you know like more of a slow burn and it's a uh, you know we've seen a lot of the other kind <laughs> yeah. Yeah. a lot yeah. yeah so so and what was it like working with uh fiona Zalid? i mean listen anybody who's seen fiona on something probably has a sense of what she's like in real life but it's true yeah like <laughs> i'll, I'll, I'll when I, so I, when I first met her, we were, I don't know. It's like we were in our own movie accidentally. So we're walking through this hotel. We don't really know each other. We, I think we'd spoken on the phone once at that point, really briefly. And she's so warm and generous and kind, and she's present, which is also a remarkable feat for any human to remain present through their entire day. Mm-hmm. It, I, I'm I'm always in awe when I see that with people, but we, it's I say it's like we were in our own movie. We were walking through this very picturesque hotel, and we're talking about who knows what the script or the drive up or I don't even I honestly don't know because I was watching her, and every time we passed somebody, strangers, she was able to make that person feel like they were the center of something for a split second. Mm-hmm. And it was remarkable and it was never contrived. It was not made up. She wasn't, it, it wasn't a, it wasn't like a party trick. It's just actually how she shows up and sees people passing somebody and commenting on their earrings, passing somebody with a warm smile and a hello. It's beautiful. Uh, so much so that when we, I think we went to check in or went to ask something of the, the, the check-in desk. And there was a gentleman who was kind of like in the doorway and poked his head out and recognized her from the good doctor because she's a superstar on the good doctor. And you would think that somebody that that happens to with the frequency of Fiona might have a, might have a, um, a canned response, mm-hmm. but she didn't. Her response was not only not canned, but so incredibly personal that that, that guy walked away floating. And then hours later, Fiona and I were sitting on a patio uh, outside of the hotel 
and there's a glass window. So we can see inside, but there must have been a reflection and they couldn't see. And she and I were talking and she started waving. And she was, <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? And she kept waving. And then she was like, he can't see me. Hold on. And she got up and went inside <laughs> to just go and say hi to him again. And to oh, let that's so that nice. Him. It was so, and, and it, again, it wasn't a party trick. Like she, she had thought of something and had like unfinished business and wanted to go in and say something to him. And it was just like, it was amazing. It was so, I was like, you're, you're a whole other level of kindness. So working with Fiona is, um, it's that it's, it's, you're, oh. you, you are seen and you're heard and you're the center of something. Um, and this is a person who's like, she's quite busy. Like she has a lot going on. She's a mom, right. she's a wife, she's a, she's an actress. She's a, she, like her world is very full, but, um, you know, in, in kind of Brene Brown world, like there's always enough, right? Like there's just yeah. enough. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. love hearing that. Like yeah, that is very sweet and also very admirable. It's like I need to I, I need know. to do more of that. <laughs> uh she does seem like one of those people who just kind of sparkles, like just kind of sparkles and pulls you in. At least that's how I've always seen her, you oh. know, in different projects. Um, cause I really like her and I follow her on social media and, um, she's just, she just seems like this ball of light and yeah. love and joy. And it's really, I'm glad to hear that what we see is actually her. Cause that's not always the case. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, and if you think of her social media, she is often, um, boosting brands, right? right? Like she, she's often posting about vegan cookies um, For sure. or, or w- whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And her jewelry she's like oh it, look what this exactly sent me but and yeah, i'm a pessimist when it comes yeah. to things like this i'm like okay like maybe people get paid to do that or maybe they do it out of obligation she does it because she loves what those people do and she honors it and she values it and she wants she, she wants something really big for them as humans mm-hmm. and that kindness is what provokes her to put it out there and just share it and she really is just sharing it. <laughs> it's, I, I love it. It's, it's pretty, um, yeah, it is something to be obsessed with. Like if there are, if there <laughs> is somebody that people should follow and mm-hmm. just like love what the person is doing, I'm like, yeah. All right. Get Fiona. I don't, I don't currently follow her, but I am about to start. <laughs> she's, she's like, she's I really need fun. more joy and light on my social media. Yeah. But. So that must've been a really fun set because you also had, um, your director, we have a female director, which yeah. we're all about, obviously, Jessica Harmon. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it like working with her? I've heard nothing but like good things about how cool she is. She is the coolest. She is a real one. Um, yeah. <laughs> in technical terms. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jessica is, is from like, you know, the first family of Canadian film on the West Coast. Her father is a very well-known director both her and her her mother is a a very well-known producer both her and her brother are very well-known actors they are all exceptional at what they do um from what i've seen uh they're also extremely nice which again you're like stop it like (laughs) (laughs) it's like an embarrassment of riches and and because she grew up in that world i think she really understands the language um uh, uh, of film universally she knows what the conversation is with the producers and where where her role 
begins as a director. She understands the conversation with actors and how to create time for people and how to create space. She knows the conversation with, with her crew and how to create morale and camaraderie and how to keep people on task without, without making anything feel broken. Um, it, it's, yeah, and, and, and I find that like above and beyond what she is incredible at as a director, to me, that is, is the most amazing skill. Um, because she's a leader she's mm -hmm. she's able to communicate with clarity and clarity is kindness right like the the ability to be able to speak to somebody in terms that they know what is expected of them and what is owed to you and owed to them and all that is it, it's 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 something that you have to hone it's not something that most people are are, are like have built into their their 1.0 um and and so also her having been on a show like the 100 for however long the whole thing she's she's gone through it as an actor so she knows how to how to make space um for the process without taking from somebody else's process um and then beyond that she's a style icon like you know, <laughs> she'll wear a, a house coat to set and like won't bat an eye and you'll be like you are the coolest human <laughs> um, and I like her. We got along. I think we got along very well because one of the, she's just not precious about things. Like nothing's really breakable, mm -hmm. you know? And, and if nothing's precious, then we can just talk without right. it being with um, one of the ways I talk about things is I'm like, I like it when things are between us, but that we don't hold them close to our chest because I find that when people hold things really close to their chest and we try to talk about them, we have the, the, the propensity to injure the person. Because like I, it, it, you know, like you have to like unsuture it and you have to use scalpel and like really delicate things because somebody has um, taken an idea or a, a framework and and made it a part of themselves. They've identified mm -hmm. with it. Whereas if we close. can, put, it's too close. But if we can put something in between us and and see it in three D and walk around it, then we can actually like attack it from all angles and discuss it. And and it, we don't have to worry about the danger to the other person because we're actually both able to say, well, I'm not defined by that ideology. I'm not defined by that framework or by that thought process, that philosophy. And, and so when I say someone's not precious about it, that's what I'm referring to. Like mm -hmm. she's able to look at the script or look at her notes or look at her direction or look at your acting and just be like a circle to circle anywhere you look at it from. So let's look at the circle and talk about it. Boom. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we can advance. So I, I find that um, really exciting. And, and yeah, I, I, I hope I get to work with her lots. I was just going to say, I hope you get to work with her again. Yeah. That would be so fun. And I'm sorry, but I have to fangirl over one more person who yeah. was on this movie. Um, and that person is Zibby Allen. So I did not know who she was and Antonio messaged me and he was like, hi, follow Zibby <laughs> Allen on Instagram right now. Literally. Yeah. He was like, follow her right now. You are going to be obsessed with her. And I was like, obsessed. okay, sure. <laughs> so I follow her and I mean, fell in love. She is the best. And then come to find out, I start watching the new season of Virgin river and she was in Virgin river. And I was like, Oh my God, I am yeah. in love with her. Her storyline on Virgin River this season was my favorite. Um, so thank you for the um, tip. Thanks yeah. for the hot tip. I appreciated that. Um, 
she's my absolute fave. I love her so much. And I'm so glad she's in this movie. And I hope you two are best friends by now. I'm working so hard on it. (laughs) She's like, I met her at a very funny time in her life where now she's like the busiest person in the world. I think maybe she's always been busy, but at least story-wise, I'm like, you are crazy busy. And I met her at a time where I'm super busy, but I am, I am, I am angling for a forever friend. I will tell you this (laughs) within like moments of talking with her I was like we we are we speak about a lot of things in the same way perhaps from different points of view sometimes and she would say things that would like completely pull the rug out from under me without being like um I don't think she knew Mm -hmm. I don't think she she would just say something and I'd be like oh dip yeah I she made me rethink things um numerous times i was like i i couldn't have been on rock your footing conversations with her <laughs> and i love it it's a place i love I, it's actually a place that i thrive i really enjoy challenging things that i that i believe mm-hmm. um, i love dismantling my own belief systems it's it's like um she, anyway she's very wise and she is um grounded and grateful for where she is and is I say this a lot but like is a normal person I don't know what normal means I just I have this this narrative where I will meet somebody in a world in this world in the industry that 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 I that I I'm a part of and just be like we're not the same Mm -hmm. We, we couldn't possibly be and and then I force people to walk it back and to teach me that we're the same <laughs> um and she's a person who walked in I went oh I see you you are you are just a human making her way through life that's so exciting um and is willing to put herself out there and is extremely vulnerable I could we can make I could do a whole podcast on just Zibi. <laughs> uh, yeah she's pretty rad also like like I I I get very, I think, listen, maybe everyone feels this way when they, when they work on projects, I feel so lucky because every time I'm on set, I get surrounded by a number three, four five, six, whatever it is of people that I'm, that I'm like, oh my goodness, you are amazing. How this is an embarrassment of riches. Mm-hmm. I feel like other people, sometimes they'll, they'll shoot something and there's like one person that they really liked and everyone else they're like, yeah, it's cool. It was, it was a good time. Not me. Uh, I leave set and I'm like, I can't stop talking about the people that I just worked with. I just think they're so phenomenal. This is, this is a project just like that, you know, like, like Zibby, Zibby and Fiona play sisters and Zibby's getting married to David Kay. David is like, he is, he is one of the most fascinating and like dynamic artists that I've met in the past little while. And then after I met him, I was like, I'm going to look him up. And I was like, Oh my God, he's had such, <laughs> he has such a, a robust, beautiful, multidimensional career. Like the dude is an incredible artist, you know, and, and same thing. You have Jessica Harmon, you have the producers on it. Like mm-hmm. everybody, everybody on this project was individually some version of a tiny juggernaut, whether, whether they know it or not, I'm sure they all do, but like, I didn't. So <laughs> I love wow. to hear that. And it does make all the difference who you're working with because, you know, Mel, Mel still works in TV. I worked in mm-hmm. TV for a long time and <laughs> Mel's yeah. still there. Yeah. She's no. still there. Yeah. And I think that so often 
it's the people that you're working with and surrounded with that, that matter kind of the final product of the show. Yeah. A lot of times you're like, what's more important is having a good experience with these people who I'm around because I mean, Mel and I have made some terrible disasters. Yeah. (laughs) But but we survived doing it. That's right. We survived it. And, you know, we've been friends forever at this point. And, you know, you just you bond on a very deep level with people who are in those environments and the fit, the finished product, the final product, obviously you want it to be great, Mm -hmm. but it almost in the end, if you love who you're around and you leave with these friendships, you're like, you know what, even if every person thinks that movie is trash, it doesn't matter because I met all these amazing people who changed my life. And oftentimes the final product will be better than it could have been because of the relationships. That's right. Like, Like I remember episode one of Ted Lasso, I had to pause it and be like, do they, did they know when they wrapped episode one Mm -hmm. that they were standing around a group of people who you, you, you could never in a million years dream of assembling. And yet once you had them all in the same room, you, you made magic. Like there, there must've been a moment in episode one where they were filming it on day three, where they were like, hang on, we're onto something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You can just, you can see it. You can feel it. Yeah. I thought the same thing watching Ted Lasso. Yeah, I yeah. remember I, I stopped like, the first episode ended and I was like, I wonder if they knew that this was everything, you yeah. know, like, I wonder if they knew that this was so incredible. It, it was unbelievable. And I didn't even know, I knew nothing about Ted Lasso when I watched the first episode, I just had a buddy who was mm-hmm. like, ah, you'll probably like this. And it, and literally finished the episode and was like, this show is game changing mm-hmm. and this cast is so connected yeah. so connected like they must be best friends i That's just i just imagine like. that they all live in the house together they have totally to. they're <laughs> in love with each other they yeah. have to be it's like yeah. the chemistry is out of control with every single person every mm-hmm. single character who only you know every player who has two lines in the locker room every episode could be they can have their own storyline could have their own storyline every single one of them totally watch every season of that (laughs) (laughs) it's the best it's so good well i'm so glad you had that experience and yeah um it makes me really excited to watch the movie i know it's like everything you say i'm like well now i'm even more excited (laughs) i know because it sounds like a dream project it really does sounds it's pretty great i think there'll be a lot of um i don't know i mean i haven't seen it obviously and and i um i'm again, an actor, but I'm also a normal person. And so once I complete a project, I just think, oh, it may never work again, but I have a very, I have a very healthy dose of, of both realities. Um, but I, I, I am excited that I get to walk away with the experience of the project as much as the final product. Yeah. Um, and, and cause one of them, it's, it's so funny. I, one of them is decided once it's out there, but one of them will forever be yours. Mm-hmm. right the experience of the project just belongs to me and belongs to mm-hmm. us and i'm i'm like i am precious about that <laughs> yeah uh, it matters to me and then you have this other one that gets released to the world and you know i think i watched the trailer today and i and i thought it was funny that my character literally says i hope you like it and i'm like <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> Perfect. You're like same. Yeah. <laughs> so that's again. It's on Sunday. Yeah. October 10th. Movies and mysteries. We're very excited. But We're very excited. We now have to uh, switch gears to another mm-hmm. show, another one of your projects that's very near and dear to our hearts, which is the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> <laughs> Mighty Ducks. Yes, the reboot on Disney Plus, which no. I want to say it came out was it around Christmas? I can't remember exactly when. It was beginning of the beginning of the year. Yeah, maybe beginning of the year. They tortured yeah. us with one episode a week, which I I know. Love. Why Exhausting. did they do that? Yeah, it's like we're past that. We can't, we don't have the attention span for that anymore. No. The patience. But um I love, I mean, I loved it. I watched every, I mean, I'm a big Mighty Ducks fan, but even, I mean, I'm, I'm no longer the age group that this was meant for. Like it's my, like but my we're niece. the originals. Yeah, that's exactly. right. That's, that's exactly. And my, my niece watched every episode and she loves it and having no prior knowledge of, you know, yeah. Mighty Ducks lore. Um, so it stood the test of time. How was, I mean, how was that experience being part of all of that? It- it was fantastic. It was a weird experience, admittedly, like like the shooting uh, time period of it. We shot the pilot right before the whole world shut down. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was one of, if not the first show back in BC. And so, you know, behind the scenes, figuring out COVID protocol and kind of working through a period of time that nobody really understood what was happening and what mm-hmm. safety looked like. And so you kind of have the optics of safety and the and the practice of filmmaking or the practice you know what i mean like yeah yeah and and that's not to speak poorly of it it's not i'm not trying to say like they did things wrong it's more to say like nobody knew what they were doing everyone yeah. was just trying their best and so it made for a very strange experience um at times uh but the creative team behind it we could tell while I, i've never had this experience we could tell while we were shooting how clear the vision was from the creative team with regards to executing something that was both now and could harken back to then. It it was just like, it was a strange thing to watch um, the type of footage that they would pick up and because we shot way more than could ever be turned into an episode, like a ridiculous amount. Yeah. And so I would see the final cuts and I'd be like, of course they didn't use any of that stuff. Yeah. They were just covering unusable. bases. Yeah. Yeah. And yet it gave them a lot of space to be able to, to, to piece together the aesthetic of the original Mighty Ducks. Like without oh. being able to shoot all that much, they would have been, I think they would have been handcuffed in certain places and they just wouldn't have had the right cutaway or the right way to get yeah. back into a shot and, and whatever. So that was pretty, um, pretty neat to see like being in it. And then, of course, just the experience of getting to work with all those young actors. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know who the Meryl Streep is that comes out of that group, but there's <laughs> there, there's someone. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like selfishly, it's Sway um, because she played my daughter, but mm-hmm. also because she's her work ethic, her point of view, her perspective on life. She's just a fantastic human. She is being raised right. Shout out to her mom, like her mom and dad, like they are making sure that um, she's able to navigate this industry and still maintain who she is and what she believes. Um, but but she's not alone in that. There are so many fantastic young actors in it who who are just like on these weird star tracks. <laughs> yeah, it's a funny thing to see, like a twelve year old who's like never been to school, 
Oh, like, what? This is just all you know? Oh my god! I was like, I don't even know if that's good or bad. This is wild. I know, right? Um, but then you see the work, and you're like, no, keep that kid out of school. Yeah. <laughs> they need to make movies for the rest of us for the rest of their life. So. Yeah, the one. I mean, there was one. I wish I had his name right in front of me, but he was like had every like this comic timing. It was just like, well, yeah, Maxwell Simpkins. First of all, he is the funniest kid I've ever met. Like I'll put up kid under 17. Like yeah. he's so funny. He's so comfortable around adults, which is that's the X factor. It's not just that he's funny. It's that he can walk into a group of grownups and reduce you to tears. Like he just gets something about what's funny about him or about situations. He also is a rapper and he would give all of us adults severe anxiety because he would leave the school trailer and he would come and he would like force us into rap battles. <laughs> <laughs> and like, nobody would say no to him. It was like, he was the boss. He really was the boss. Cause he's so charming and he's so enigmatic that you're like, yeah, I mean, okay, you go first. <laughs> and we, we would all just like try to rap. And you would see like sweat stains like, just from like grown adults who are having panic attacks who are rhyming like cat with bat like we're yeah. so juvenile <laughs> and then he comes out and spits like a four minute freestyle and we're just like it was it was like on a whole other level well i look forward to seeing him on saturday night live or something else yeah. someday i think that's exactly where he'll he'll show up sooner or later are they doing as, another- he'll show up as the host yeah <laughs> Do you know? I mean, we're hoping there's another season coming. I don't know if you're. I've heard that there's a second season. I have not heard because I've been invited. I just heard that it's happening. Yeah. Um, if if I'm production, second season happens in the states because all of the kids minus one, who is super important, he's awesome, um, are American, and he would be able to yeah. shoot there. But the mm-hmm. the stories about the kids, Lauren and Emilio, Emilio shooting. Um, Billy the Kid, I think, in like Alberta or something. Oh, okay. Uh, so he's in Canada, but I think Lauren Graham is based in LA or I don't know, somewhere in the States. I think States. she's in LA. Yeah, it makes I sense. Think. So like that tracks. Mm-hmm. And so I just feel like if I'm if I were the production team, I'd be like, hey, let's move the whole thing to the States. Mm-hmm. Let's make it just about the kids. Let's focus on, you know, their transition from the new Mighty Ducks moving up to uh, whatever's above regional, like they, they go play international yeah. kind of following the, the, the original storyline and the parents are gone. Um, oh, well, we I hope the parents are gone. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But I have a feeling it'll be like, you know, you'll, you'll get cutaways of the kids talking about how their parents help them pack their bags and they're on a plane to Iceland or something. I don't know. Hmm. No, don't get me wrong. None of this is real. Like I'm making yeah, this yeah, all yeah. up, but that it just like, it makes sense. Yeah. Well, and I mean, if we, if America goes on strike, which it seems like Hollywood goes on strike, who knows what's going to happen? It's yeah, looking that not. way. Then All I'm right. done. <laughs> I was saying I want a spinoff. I want the real parents of, of yeah. the Mighty Ducks. Yeah. I'd watch that. Yeah. I would too. Get me in there. Um, yes. I mean, there was that whole episode where they were doing like a slap shot challenge, like the moms. I was like, this is moms. great. I'd watch this. <laughs> they, cut, they cut out the one, one dad. Oh, that was hurtful. That was hurtful. Oh, oh. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring that back up. That's okay. <laughs> Judge up the pain. Scars. <laughs> oh. Um, 
Well, so go ahead. I had one more question about um, Evergreen. Oh, Is Evergreen Christmas, over? Christmas and Evergreen. We oh, done no. with, we done with four. That's a great four. question. Yeah. So they they really set up four to make it seem like there was a five and potentially like it would come full circle and it would be Ashley and Ashley having a baby and or, I don't know what the character's name was, but, um, but of course this year sh- shooting was, shooting was challenging in for, I mean, a million yeah. things shot, but shooting yeah. was still challenging in, in terms of COVID relations and who wants to travel and all that. Not that I think that was the basis of it, but, um, and certainly the Williams sisters have kind of, uh, Connection or whatever the movie's called. I don't know. I just made that title up, but they. Oh yeah, they've got the sister movies. They got like two, right? They got two movies. Yeah, I mean the movies are going to be great, and and they are amazing. But uh, uh, we haven't done it. If they did it, nobody told me. I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, Um, no. I like genuinely haven't heard anything about it. And you imagine that, like, like I'm sitting watching TV and Evergreen Five comes on. I'm like, that's hurtful. No, no. It's you know it's not (laughs) happening. I mean, they can't do it. There's way too many actors. Half of them are in GAC movies this year. I should say not half some 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 of them i i wonder actually like i think you just you you nailed it like if again i there's because i because i i like because i run i work in normal world and i run restaurants and i'm always Mm -hmm. thinking like operations and labor and all this stuff i'm like if i'm hallmark i don't do evergreen five because there's too many people that need to eat and not Mm -hmm. enough people that you can ask to eat less yeah. yeah right like they're just there's so many stars yeah it's yeah. amazing the star power in that movie is is unprecedented from jill and ashley to rukia and colin mm-hmm. colin's a megastar now mm-hmm. colin was a big deal before but like he's like he's the handsomest human in virgin river you can't come back from that like Preacher. I was at the, was at the mm. farmer's market and I ran into one of one, one of our midwives who I just like loved dearly. And I was talking to her about, about um, the thing. And I mentioned Zibby and she's like, oh my God, da, da, da. I love that, that show. And I love her. And then she stopped and she was like, but preacher. <laughs> <laughs> like her tone changed. I was like, that was, that was, Emma, that was filthy. That was okay. Yeah. I, hear I hear you. I get yeah. it. I was saying, I was like, oh, I would love to be on that show. And she was like, you should be, but preacher. Yeah. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I wonder if that's if that's yeah, part of the it's, equation. It's just like. It's like the Hallmark Avengers, you know, it takes a exactly, lot. Exactly, exactly. To assemble you know, that team. Yeah, who knows? It's, 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 it's unlikely this year, but it's not mm-hmm. impossible forever. Well, I, I hope they wrap I it up somehow. I said that they should have made it to a TV show. Yeah. They should have made it a short run holiday series, eight Agree. episodes. Mm-hmm. I'll Agree. pitch it. Nobody listens to me. I'll pitch it to nobody, but I'll pitch it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been saying you got to start producing these. Yeah. It could oh, be yeah. could be like Ted Lasso season two, where it's like every episode is from a different character's kind of POV, yes. their mm-hmm. struggle. Yeah. It'd be amazing. But... Mm-hmm. P- pass that snow globe around. <laughs> <laughs> Each character who needs it. Mm. He's so good. Everyone gets everyone gets theirs in the end. Well, how are we go on, Mel? I was just gonna say, I mean, you are very active and um talking about diversifying Hollywood, the world, everything. And I mean, we talked to you at how during the BLM protests, and yeah, now that it's been a year, do you 
do you feel like there has been any change or movement in any direction? I know it's a huge question that we can't really, you know, it's hard to. Uh, We'd like the actor's perspective. Yeah, we like I the think actors. we have a viewer's perspective that we'll get into. My answer is not no, but my answer is definitely not yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, 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 and please keep in mind, like you are talking to someone whose uh, expectations for it and whose standard of success is high enough that I don't think many of them would be able to um, get a green check mark from me. Mm-hmm. It, would, it would take a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that we deserve a lot. We, like humankind, I think we deserve a lot. I think we owe each other a lot. Um, on paper, if I'm being honest, I think that um, during the first surge, we saw a lot of films that looked a certain way. And I was the first one to say, stuff in front of the camera is a Band-Aid, stuff behind the camera is real change. Mm-hmm. Let's see what happens. I don't hold my breath for things because I'll black out. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. you never know when someone's going to let you off the hook, right? And what I watched was, at least with this network, the next surge of movies didn't represent the previous surge. So I thought, mm, one one was easy. The other one was hard. Mm-hmm. So when it was hard, we stopped doing it. Mm-hmm. Now we're going back into Christmas. There's a lot of eyes. I haven't seen everything that's coming out. I'm hard pressed to think that um, a ton has changed. I think that the needle has moved and I'm excited that the needle has moved. I think there are some new names that are in the mix that we're going to see again and again, um, which is great. But do I think it's enough? I don't. Mm -hmm. And I I think that the, um, the announcement of Hallmark Mahogany was really cool. Yeah. Uh, And I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm a hard critic because I also, my argument would be if, if Hallmark Mahogany is a place to put diversity that mm. it's not diverse um that's a you know it, it becomes um it becomes a place to say well if you want this go here and watch it but mm-hmm. it's not part of our mainstream content mm-hmm. what i want is if you have a like I, I don't want you to just have mahogany and i think they have a lot in in the works and planned or whatever but like if you want to diversify based on your greeting cards which you should have all of them but make sure that all of them are representative of a multitude of points of view or a multitude of viewpoints and and people types so that we're not going to mahogany and going like where this is the all black hallmark right here you can have this um because i don't think that's the type of offering that that makes things better and then behind the scenes i think that in general production companies in Canada and and probably the States have a lot of work to do Um, because I actually don't think that there's a lot of pressure to change. And especially like if we look at what's happening um, with the impending strike and like the amount of stuff that has to change is so great Mm -hmm. that it's easy to bury this. It's easy to to say like, we're too busy to fix it. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. Which is fair. So get less busy right? Like take care of your people and also expand the number of people that, that have access to, to serve you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and it's top down, right? Like it, it comes from EPs and, and studio heads and whatnot. So yeah, the gatekeepers. Yeah. yeah. But within this network, I don't know. I, like, like I take a wait and see approach, mm-hmm. but oftentimes what I see, I sort of go like, ah, uh, I don't know. We're de- like, 
we're not there, but it's not a Hallmark problem. It's an, it's an all network problem. Mm -hmm. We're not there. Mm -hmm. um, mind you, I just turned on um, CTV, which is one of the Canadian, the Canadian television network. And, and like six of the shows were, were very diverse. I, I was just in tears watching the new wonder years. That's voiced by Don Cheadle. Oh, and that good? It's so good. Like I was, I was, I was crying within like the first three minutes. I had to pause it and be to my wife, be like, are you hearing this? Are you hearing what they're allowed to discuss on network television? They're talking about race riots while he's riding his bike down a street. It, it you know, and, and like, it's just like, it's never happened. It's so, it, there's something so beautiful about it. So mm -hmm. um, anyway, so there's not nothing happening, but yeah. But there could um, be more. <laughs> there could be more. I don't know. What could it what could it take? There yeah. are there are there are organizations that are pushing the agenda and I think mm -hmm. are going to be rewarded um through viewership and through through it in a number of ways. And then I think that there are other people who are playing it safe and you know, there's an yeah. audience for safe too. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Mel? Like we I don't know if we've had a um, conversation about this. I I mean and I don't know if my timing is lined up, but last year's Christmas movie slate between Hallmark and Lifetime was like really exciting and surprisingly mm -hmm. good. Yeah. There was a lot of like we had like the 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 rom com with the uh, the lead in a wheelchair. We had right. you know we had the the Asian family. We had it's just like we had, there was and it was like the gay. <laughs> we had like all we had so much. And this year, and I, you know what, I haven't gotten too deep into the synopsis and all that stuff. And we'll see when we actually see promos, but I'm like, there's not, it's not as exciting. There's just kind no. of, I don't know. I mean, there's, but I also haven't gotten too deep into what the movies actually are, you know, just mm -hmm. kind of read the log lines. So I do worry. And like what you said, like the next slate that came the spring and all that stuff, it just kind of seemed to go right back to where we've always been. Um, and honestly, it was not, the movies were not great. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what else is, I mean, at least maybe it's just me and I'm, you know, losing my I think shine. it's fair either way. Like maybe the movies weren't great. Mm -hmm. I, I will say this and, and, and cause you asked me earlier, what was exciting and, and, uh, I, I gave you one answer, which is true. This is also very true. I read the script. Zippy's character and David's character are an interfaith wedding. Yeah. David's character is Jewish. Zippy's character is not. They speak about what an interfaith wedding looks like, speaking to the pastor and speaking to the rabbi and how they're both going to officiate. Even though it's not a focal point, mm -hmm. um, it's discussed and it's discussed at length in, mm -hmm. in, in the story. Uh, there's no way to miss it, is all, yeah. is all I'm saying. There are there, there's another wedding that Fiona's character um, it, it intercepts something for sure. She, she interferes with in a positive way to fix it. And, and it's two men. And again, it's not a focal point. It's in the background. Could you miss it? Yes, you could. But it's not there as a joke. Yeah. It's, not, it's not the butt of something. And it's also not there to push the story forward. It's just mm -hmm. fact. It's just, there is a wedding. Mm -hmm. There are two grooms, period, period. Yeah, but that's why. so exciting. Yeah. You know, like, and, and the opportunity for me to show up with Fiona 
reflects my real life, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. that's, th- that is the relationship that I'm a product of. That is the relationship that I'm in. And so there are pieces of the puzzle for me that certain scripts or certain productions or certain films are getting right, mm-hmm. you know? And so, and so it, it becomes this very like strange contrast for me where I can look at the landscape and I'm like, ah, but I'm also participating in one that makes me go like this, this is a, a wake up moment. Right. Um, so much so that like when we were on set, this is a behind the scenes thing, but to speak about the producers, because I think the producers are one of, if not the most important part of what progress can and should look like. And this isn't to say that everybody gets it right all the time, but um, when we were on set in Canada, it was uh, the point at which the first residential school was uncovered with a mass grave. Oh gosh! And it was mm-hmm. a really big deal. Um, and it remains a really big deal. The numbers, I think 6,500 and counting at this point, but it was 215 on that day. And overnight, our entire crew went to a wardrobe or somebody, I think it was wardrobe, and got orange sashes. Um, orange being uh, the color behind Orange Shirt Day, Phil's website, right. whose, whose shirt was taken away from her and never came back. Phyllis? Susan. Oh, just forgot the name. Sorry. Anyways. Um, and they all wore this orange sash just as a, a visible marker of solidarity, of union, of understanding. Uh, oh, that's beautiful it, it's so beautiful and and like we would wake up and start every day with a land acknowledgement which typically i have a hard time with land acknowledgements because i'm like acknowledging the land and not returning it is a yeah. very bizarre concept Same. to me yeah <laughs> i don't like so, it <laughs> yeah and i understand like both sides of like why it's valuable mm-hmm. why it's valuable in terms of moving the Awareness. conversation forward mm-hmm. but i'm also like yeah like listen if i came to your house and i was like I just want you to know. And I picked up an apple from your desk and I was like, this is my apple now. And I recognize that this was once your apple and I want to give <laughs> thanks to you for having your apple. And I'm going to honor this apple while I eat it. You'd be like, give me my apple back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it, 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 it ends up feeling and seeming performative at times. Yeah. Um, and this was one of the first experiences for me where it wasn't performative, where, where a group of people, a group of people wanted to make sure that each other knew what their values were. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And, and did it in the best way they could while still showing up to do their job. And so anyways, when I, when I kind of, when two, two answers, right? Like when I look at the landscape, there's work to be done, mm-hmm. but the work is not, not happening because I was yeah. on a set where the work was happening yeah. um, and where I, and where I was a part of it, even though like I wasn't the leader, I didn't do anything. I yeah. just got hired. You know what I mean? Like I, and I walked into a situation where I was like, oh my God, y'all are, we're all having the same. This is amazing. This is amazing. (laughs) Well, yeah, I have to remember that it was nary a year ago, two years ago that we didn't even have interracial couples on Hallmark channel, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's really interesting because as a viewer, um, I kind of feel exactly how you feel, Antonio. Like I, have been overall disappointed in the movies that came out of Hallmark this year with regards to diversity and inclusion, Um, just based on what we got over the holidays. I think that maybe our expectations were too high. Maybe, I, I, I don't know what happened, but I feel like we were promised something that was not delivered. 
And I've been having a really tough time this past year because I understand, I think that what I've seen from a lot of fans is that, but look at everything that we're doing. Look at all of these changes, no matter how small, look at all of this, like things are getting better. They're getting better. And I sit there like, this isn't enough you know, and it's very difficult because I do want to acknowledge that Hallmark has made some big changes. They have made strides and I acknowledge that. And I recognize that, but I think I'm with you where my standards are a lot higher than what we've been given. And they're a lot higher because we have been at the bottom of the barrel for so long. I'm tired of settling And I feel like this year's movies were settling in a lot of ways. I call it the cookie conundrum in my own life um, because what I find is that people do, people do the least and want a cookie for their efforts. Absolutely. And I I say this to people all the time. I'm like, you don't get a cookie for me. This isn't a gold star moment. You, You need to do this for you. Right. Knowing that it benefits the world you not do it for me and then have me come and say oh my gosh thank you for doing this for me Mm -mm, that's not Mm -hmm. where we're at that's that's not where we want to be at there's no value in that actually that is performative that is and it's dangerous because the moment you don't get a cookie you go back to the thing that that is easy for you that's right we want people to want to do what's difficult and what i recognize from a business point of view is like I want you to be able to monetize what's difficult because you can. Um, and in doing that, that will be your cookie, <laughs> but you don't right. have to get it from, you're, you're going to get it from your business because the business structure should actually offer you that. And it will like, there's no question for me. And, and we've seen like proof is in the pudding, like S- star Wars, you know, with John Boyega as, as the lead and, um, People are, people have said for years, well, that'll never fly. That'll never fly. And it happens once and it's the biggest movie on the planet. And you're like, the lies we tell to keep things in place are so dangerous. Mm -hmm. And what we settle for. What we settle for. What happens if we just Mm -hmm. push? And, and, and again, like I'm, I'm in the world that you're in, I think where I say, I want to acknowledge um, change and growth. Mm -hmm and challenge. So I look at, uh, and I don't know the name of the movie, but I look at like Jackie, uh, Jackie Lai, who's from Vancouver, shooting with Jake Epstein from Toronto, and they're an interracial couple. And I think it centers around her family. And I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. yes, put that, put like, that is a beautiful thing. But I'm also not willing to say, yes, that fixes something. Right. I'm saying that's the, that's the norm. Mm-hmm. Please please see that what you have just done is normal for a large percentage of the world. Mm -hmm. Please see that. That's where, that's my acknowledgement. My acknowledgement isn't my God, y'all are so good because you put a white dude with an Asian woman. It's not that it's wow. You recognize that we exist and you're willing to exist here with us keep allowing that because mm-hmm. we do and you do and, <laughs> and it is what it is right like yeah and that this is that's where I get fractured I'm like I'm like don't ask me for a cookie for that because now right. I'm mad about it a hundred percent and yeah. I want everyone 
to demand and expect better. Like I want everyone to understand what we have been settling for, for ages. And a lot of times what the praise of doing the bare minimum comes off as to me as a black person, as a black woman is you telling me like, well, aren't you happy now? Like, isn't this, this is good, right? Like, aren't you happy? And it's like, no, I'm not happy because we still have so far to go. And I think that we can acknowledge positive changes, but still see that the bare minimum has been done. And are we okay settling for the bare minimum? Cause I'm not at all. The train's moving. It's cool for us to look out the window and say that it's nice, but let's continue where we're going. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? Right. We're not there yet. No, don't stop the train and paint a picture of the landscape. It doesn't make sense to me. Mm So anyways, I'm not, I don't, I don't, I'm not a part of the conversation in any like meaningful way in that regard. Um, And like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that I got to be in something this year that I can look back on and feel as though it's telling the story that's in line with my values. That's really right. exciting to me. Um, and, I, and, and if it weren't, I would say that. I feel like, yeah, I made a movie because that's what I do. I'm, I'm in an industry that makes movies, but I think there's something more to it. I'm, re- I'm really like, like even just the orange strips is a story that I will tell forever mm-hmm. because I don't know, I, I, I do know where it came from, but like to say, I don't know where it came from is more to say like everybody kind of came up with it together in a moment of of wanting to do something bigger than this movie and that's amazing i love that Mm -hmm. and i'm glad you have that memory too that's amazing it's pretty amazing and like i said it speaks of all like the 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 producers behind this two for the money um kim and ivan and john like they're good humans (laughs) they're good humans like it's everything yeah you know what it's know. it's not a given <laughs> this line no. of work no, no it's no. not a given <laughs> not yeah. at all the stories we could tell i know the stories <laughs> <laughs> one day we'll one share day. some well dory yeah. and i work in reality tv too so it's totally different yeah, yeah. One, of my, one of my best buds is has a reality tv background he's a he's a fantastic story editor and and writer but he works in reality and he's just like <laughs> But he works in reality. How I got here, <laughs> and he's so good at it that they're like, yeah. "You can never leave." But he, yeah, he, he just like tells me horror stories. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Only imagine. Yeah, that's why we hope the union is successful because yes. reality yeah. is not unionized, and nobody wants this. Nobody wants this. Well, yeah. So, keep on fighting. <laughs> everybody keep on fighting right (laughs) now now's like take to the streets take to the streets we need to change so many things it is so many things so many things (laughs) we're in a we're in a long cycle of like there's so much pushback for everything it's Mm -hmm. exhausting yeah and it's frustrating it's frustrating yeah yeah and i think that last summer there was a great energy and momentum and now things are getting hard and you're seeing what people are actually made of. And, mm-hmm. um, it's been fascinating to watch, you oh. know, cause that's when you, that's when you really know, um, who's with you and who aligns with you is when things get hard. Cause it's mm-hmm. easy to just go with the crowd and to kind of go with the flow, but things are getting tough. And, um, I, I will also say that we'll social see. media has made it extremely, um, messy. Mm-hmm. because 
<laughs> yes. And, and I mean this from, from every angle, but like doing something is, it's uh, the best way to put this, is only valid if it's seen, right? It's the tree falls in the forest. Right. And, and for me, I mean, uh, I do a lot. And I got to a point where I was like, I'm going to keep doing and not do it online for a little bit and yeah. see what that is. And I look back on my own feed and I feel like a letdown. Like, I just go like, how are you not shouting from the rooftop about everything? I know. But also like the old man who yells at the rain doesn't get listened to. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> right. And so it, 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 and so that's what I'm saying. Like it, it's very messy because you're stuck in this weird catch 22 where you're, you're damned if you do damned if you don't, if, if you're on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or whatever, posting and reposting and memeing and articling and op-edding and whatever, no one's actually listening. Right. Mm -hmm. And if you're not doing it, then you don't care. Mm -hmm. You don't care. Yeah. And so what, <laughs> you know, like, like the, this platform that I think everybody thought was really meaningful or, or powerful even is actually quite the opposite. And I, and I think not to get too like rabbit holey, but like QAnon is actually a fantastic um, indicator as, as to how irrelevant the platform is because you can say anything, literally. Anything. And if there are people that want to validate it, it becomes valid without ever like there's there's no independent research there's no there's nothing there's 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 nothing other than this this echo chamber and then a chorus of angry voices and so it doesn't matter which side you're on you're it's all the same <laughs> that's how right. it feels to me you know like i hear you when facebook went down yeah. yesterday and instagram i was like can we just stay this way I know. forever oh, like this is amazing like, i'll give you a thing i didn't even know <laughs> i love that. i didn't know I, I, I turned my phone on to, or I, I logged on to Instagram to do something. It said it couldn't reset my feed. I thought, what a garbage piece of phone. And I turned it off and then <laughs> I just never went back. And it's not because I'm, I'm immune to Instagram or something. I was just busy. Yeah. I was lucky that I was busy. And then I, later on, I got, I got all these posts and I was like, Oh, the world shut down. Weird. That's the world. That's the world that shut down. That's the world that shut down. Cause my world didn't shut down. My world just carried on. That's I just had right. stuff mm -hmm. to do. I still had to pick up my kid from school. He didn't care that Instagram was down. Right. You know, like, it's a very weird, um, anyway, it's a very weird thing. And I'm also very curious uh, to see what the next iteration of a platform looks like, because I think that we're. We're due. Yeah, kind of. Like we're, we're not that Facebook's going to crumble or something like that, but what we're seeing is the irrelevance of something. And we're seeing the division. You have the whistleblower for Facebook that just came out and talked about like, like what's happening behind the scenes and how they're monetizing something and da, 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 da. And so you're sort of like, right, something is coming. Yeah. Who knows what it is, but something else is coming that's going to provide a place to speak. And then it's going to get co-opted and turned mm -hmm. into everything else. It's going to get bought by a billionaire and there's going to be 33 billionaires instead of 32. And yeah, what are we doing? They're going to sell me overalls like the ones yeah. I'm wearing right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah, this is a very unhallmark conversation, but I know it's okay. It all ties. Whatever. It's it's all connected. I mean, we're seeing the great hallmark Christmas network wars go down yeah, all are. over social media, and it's 
it's all connected. It's been fascinating yeah. to well, watch. Well, even that, I mean, again, not to not to go too far into it, but like, y- you know, you have this network that has popped up that people have to decide at some point what it stands for. Right. Because it doesn't have a clear-cut identity yet necessarily. And if it's staking its claim on Christmas, is it actually, or is it, is it in opposition to Hallmark's Christmas, right? Like which, which, which one does it want to exist for? Um, because if it's in opposition to Hallmark's Christmas, where if you look at Lifetime, Lifetime is not in opposition to Hallmark's Christmas. Lifetime doesn't care that other people make movies. They just kind of do their yeah. thing and it exists the way it exists. But if something exists in opposition to another, then all of a sudden we have a polarity Right. And then it's gonna get it's gonna get politicized. It's yeah, gonna which, get whose side are you on? It's exactly. Yeah, it's already choose, it's already that. It's, it's already, already there. there. It hasn't right? even yeah. it's, premiered and it's there. Yeah, it's choose it, your it was, fighter. It, it, yeah. it was there just by exactly choose your fighter. It was there just by virtue of like who's leaving A to go to B, who started B, where do they come from in A? Like you're just like okay, well, I guess <laughs> I guess we'll find one more thing new. to argue about. Yep. Right? Like it's Christmas movies. Yeah, it's just too much. It's just too much. It's like, especially the irony of it when the the low key spirit of Christmas is about coming together and is about family and unity and love. And is it? (laughs) (laughs) Because if it is, let's do that. Right. Yeah. Let's let's bring this together somehow. But no, you know. So I don't know. I don't know. We were talking before we got on here, and I think we're all just waiting for the Lifetime original movie of GAC family versus Hallmark in the Christmas Wars. That's what we're all waiting for. I just want to roll in it. I don't even care. I don't. I just. I don't even care what my role is. I'll ring a bell. I want to be. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It'll be so good. Maybe it could be like. Yeah. Um. It 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 should be written by Paul Campbell. That's my that's my vote. I think if you're listening, yeah. I think it should be on Apple Plus and be like the morning show. You know, it should be on oh a. Gosh, yeah. It can go deep. So they you know can swear. So it can be cuss words. Yeah. I would watch the yes. shit out of that. Like Me a too. highly dramatized, mm-hmm. like. Oh my gosh, I love it because this is like- kind of on a tangent, but I'm just going to say it. But did you guys watch the show The Good Wife? I didn't, yes. but I meant to. I didn't forever. watch all of it, but yes. So I love The Good Wife, and my favorite episode of that series is when a few of the members of this law firm go to make their rival law firm. It is one of, yes, it is one of the best hours of television I have ever watched in my life. I was on the edge of my seat because it happens unexpectedly. Basically, the secret comes out that these um, lawyers are going to start their own firm and it comes out unexpectedly. And so they are like backs against the wall trying to get out and the speed with which they have to collect their belongings and, you know, get literally get out of the office building is riveting television i love it so much and i would watch the shit Mm -hmm. out of a dramatized like yeah the anti-hallmark pops up oh i would love that yeah someone slams a phone down they're like they got ccp you know like yes (laughs) exactly exactly it's kind of like if that meets um the big short it's like (laughs) where everything is where everything is crumbling you don't know who's on which side yeah and like 
everyone's a major player all of a sudden, like mm-hmm. little fish, you know, and you're like, is this a move? Is this a move? Oh no, you're just leaving for the day. Okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I, would love, yeah. I would eat that up because you can embed yeah. into it. Little who's coming with me moments. Yeah. You can really make a meal out of this. It's, it could be so funny and so good. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe it's the thing that unites everybody. What? Maybe not. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing? Oh I, my gosh! Well, we can we can only dream, but I think mm-hmm. we've come up with some really great ideas. So, <laughs> so we're gonna fix when everything. you when you air this, tweet the the timestamp that we start this at Paul Campbell. Exactly. Like, I will. Paul get to work. I yeah. will. I'll say Antonio says that you have work to do and we've got yeah. some ideas for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you do all like, the actual work. <laughs> like, why did that guy telling me what? But yeah, I'll be like, Paul, this is your job now. What are you doing? Just stop one of the Christmas movies that you're doing and work mm-hmm. on this. Totally. This this would be a new challenge. Um, mm-hmm. it would be very topical. Mm-hmm. I know, I know that Paul Campbell is on Twitter. And so I know oh, he sees yeah. what's happening. He knows. Yep. You can let Ron Oliver direct it. Like, listen, you can go all out on this. I'm here for it. <laughs> oh my yep. gosh. Well, we've kept you a really long time and you've got two children. They're like, I could hear him standing outside the door a second ago. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's our time. Okay. Oh, we're sorry. Oh, hey, listen, I'm okay with it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is considered a work break. So I'm. Okay. <laughs> well, this was an absolute delight. We always mm-hmm. love having you on. Thank you for um, always being willing. Thank you so much. Yeah. Oh my gosh, are you kidding? Thank you. This is like easily always high level of the day. <laughs> also, and like we've talked about this like privately, but like I I really enjoy um I really enjoy doing the podcast, but also like I just like that we know know each other and that we can just talk. Right. <laughs> it's not, it doesn't, it it definitely just feels like we're all of a world where this Hallmark thing is very interesting to us, but also it's complicated. It's like, it's, a, it's like a real relationship and we all, we need to like, we got to spill tea. Sometimes we got to, we just got to dive into it. And like, I appreciate that. that. We can do that together. I know. I definitely messaged Antonio. I was like, we have so much shit to talk yeah. because it has been a wild summer. Yeah. So yeah, this is this was so much fun. And before we let you go, do you have anything else? Any other movies coming up? Um, what's new? What's going on? I have been busy opening a bistro and grocer. I was gonna um, ask about that. So you did open a new restaurant. I thought for one did. of your brief Instagram appearances, yeah. I did see. I was like, oh, yep. he opened a whole new mm, establishment. A whole new space. Check it out. Like there's a link to it, I'm sure somewhere on my feed. So we now have the bistro, the restaurant component is not open yet. We're just doing a grocer and cafe. And we'll open the bistro probably mid to end November, maybe beginning of December, um, depending on money and stuff like that but uh that has consumed most of my waking hours uh in addition to family but like even family is like you need to not be at that place this much um 
but that's been it. It's like my business partner the other day was like, so it turns out that three restaurants is not actually more money. It's just harder. I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's a book about that we could have read and just fast tracked this. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so that 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 has been what I've been doing. The place is called Collective Goods. Uh, and it is open in Vancouver. We now have that, the McKenzie room at St. Mercy, and hopefully we don't have any more. Um, <laughs> and and in, in the same year, you know, like I, I mentioned earlier, my wife and I welcomed our second son, uh, Kari, and, uh, and and much like the restaurants, like I'm pretty sure there's no more because uh, <laughs> this is a lot to handle. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much what I've been doing. I just I did just book something uh, that that is um i think it's a new comedy about two young girls like high school age girls uh who start a fake id empire um when i read the log line it made me think of good girls uh, the money laundering mm -hmm. one mm -hmm. with uh, christina Hendricks and Reda and um may, Whit may whitman i think yeah may whitman who's like mm -hmm. a beat of an actress uh anyways it makes me think of that maybe it'll be as good maybe not but I've got like a tiny spot as a teacher, which I'm really stoked about because I feel like I'm, as much as I'm in like Hallmark lead years, hopefully, I'm also in like dad years in my real life. So being able to play a, a teacher is kind of right in between. <laughs> nice. Well, I mean, logline alone sounds like something I'll definitely watch. I was just about to say, <laughs> yeah. this sounds right up my alley. A fake yeah, ID empire. Yeah, I'm here yeah. for it. It just seems so ridiculous that it could be primo. We'll but think. We'll see. Yeah. Well, we're excited for all of it. Congrats on all of the things. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank and please me. come back on. Um, even if you don't have a movie coming out, we'll have you on again yeah. just to talk shit. Um, <laughs> we can, we can, we can give our, if I don't have a movie coming out, we can give ourselves five things to watch and then just like mm -hmm. eat them. Yes. I mean, yes. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> I would love that. And um, to everyone who's listening, I'm just going to say this really quick because I've been getting questions. The bracket is coming back. Mm -hmm. We need some, we need Hallmark to release the rest of the schedule. And, and we need to that, motivate ourselves <laughs> to do it. That too. Yeah. <laughs> Melissa. I know. Um, I know. But we, the bracket is coming back. So yep. stay tuned. And then also stay tuned Sunday, this Sunday. That's October right. 10th. The vows we keep. The vows Antonio we keep. Antonio Fiona Gubelman, Zibby Allen. I mean, all those heavy hitters. It's going to be great. Please watch. Watch it. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.